Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Clever Girls Know podcast. This is Bola, founder and CEO of Clever Girl Finance. And today I am super excited to share this episode with you. Um, this episode is all about mindset shifts, tackling debt, and living life on your own terms. And I had the incredible Stacy Flowers have this conversation with me. And this episode was recorded for both the podcast and the YouTube channel, but I posted it on YouTube first. And Stacey was just super honest, super inspiring. And so I am now sharing the podcast episode of our conversation. And so I'll tell you a bit more about Stacey. Um, Stacey is a TED Talk speaker, an internationally sought after speaker, an author, and a life coach. And she is an incredible woman who is taking charge of her life and her finances by focusing on aggressively paying down her debt. Despite um, at the time in which we recorded this episode, um, just starting a new business and earning a low income. And her personal mission is to inspire you to create real happiness. She's an eternal optimist who's committed to helping people live beyond preconceptions and limiting beliefs. And Stacy uses her own story and experiences to empower others with tools to improve their lives. And so on this episode, Stacy shares exactly what she's doing to succeed um, in becoming debt-free, including the mindset shift she's had to make to support her growth, how having and recovering from a serious illness changed her perspective on how she was dealing with her finances, her long-term goals, how and why she's going to succeed, and what she's teaching her son about money. This was such an awesome episode, ladies. You're going to enjoy listening to it. But before we get into the episode... Stop by Clever Girl Finance if you haven't already or if it's been a while. I would love for you to check out our learning platform, take our free course, check out our blog content, listen to other episodes of the podcast, and basically all of this incredible content, including our courses, are designed to help you as you work on your finances. And it's not just course content, but it's access to an incredibly epic community of women who are just like you, like-minded, chasing after their financial goals and actually making big progress. So stop by Clever Girl Finance. Also, if you haven't already subscribed to this podcast, please do. You can subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and you can also watch videos like the one, um, like this one with Stacy, and listen to episodes on the Clever Girl Finance YouTube channel. And be sure to tell all of your friends about Clever Girl Finance. Okay, so let's get into this episode with Stacy. You guys are going to love it. Hey, Stacy. Hi. <laughs> I'm so excited. I know. I'm so excited to be talking to you as well. How are you? I am wonderful. I'm wonderful. I'm super excited to be on your show, on your podcast. This is so exciting. I know. And we're also double recording this for the YouTube channel. And I, I just can't wait to share your story. So before you introduce yourself, I'll just tell you how I found you. I was browsing through YouTube and your story came up or one of your videos came up where you talked about the things you were doing to pay off your debt. And I just found it really inspiring because you were exhibiting full transparency, which is just incredible. And the mm -hmm. fact that you were bearing your soul with the world, but also talking about a plan that you have in place to become debt-free is mm -hmm. incredible. And I thought, oh my God, I want to share your story with other people who might be going through the same thing or trying, you know, feeling down and out because of their financial situation. And so yeah. we're here. <laughs> and so I'm going to have you introduce yourself and tell everyone who you are. Yeah. So, um, well, my name is Stacey Flowers. And what I always say on my YouTube videos is I'm a student of Dave Ramsey's Financial Peace University. I'm on a journey to become 100% debt free. 
Um, my, um, I'm on baby step number one, which is to save $500 because my income is under $20,000 a year. I work part-time and I earn anywhere from $1,000 to $1,200. My company has just been open quarter time and it is becoming profitable. And so, um, this past month or the current month that we're in of June, my company just earned $1,500, which is amazing and exciting to sort of be shifting into that. And, um, Typically, what I do on my YouTube channel is document the journey of like figuring out how to one, follow Financial Peace University, but also um, go on the journey in a way that it's actually something that I'm able to sustain long term. I don't know how familiar you are with my story or your um, listeners, but I tried Financial Peace University before and I was I had really, really good success. But then I got beside myself and then fell back into debt. And so from that experience and then moving into this one, I just was like, okay, I want to take the wisdom that I learned from that failure, plus the principles that are sound in this program and really make this happen. And so that's sort of who I am and uh, what I'm doing right now. <laughs> so we're going to get into the detail of your story, but by your company, you mean working for yourself, right? You have your own business. Yes. Okay. That's mm-hmm. amazing. Yes. So you're kind of in this early stage of building a business and mm-hmm. you have a smaller income as a result. And mm-hmm. you're also trying to leverage that income from your business um, as you're earning to yes. pay off your debt, which yes. is, you know, another task in itself. And mm-hmm you've tried this before and you know like you said things didn't quite work out we'll talk about that so Mm -hmm. now that you're in this space where you're sharing with people you know you're going through like I think some big major things right um yeah as you're making progress (laughs) towards living life on your own terms you're building this business Mm -hmm. and you're working on paying off your debt and so Mm -hmm. well how did you get to that point or what was the point where you're like you know what enough is enough I need mm-hmm. to change this now. I need to get back on track. I need to take control of my life. What was that point for you? Um, I, I think the the big point was so there there are probably two. One, the first thing that happened is that I was incredibly successful and I finally got the money that I thought would solve all my problems, mm-hmm. but it didn't solve a single one of my problems. And so I was like, <gasps> what? <laughs> you know what? Like, wait a minute, like. I'm making the amount that should solve all my problems and none of my problems are solved. In fact, all of my problems are worse. So that was like the first thing I, I sort of hit this private personal goal financially and it changed. It did not have the impact that I thought it was going to have. Mm-hmm. Then the second thing that happened is that I got incredibly sick at the top of 2017 coming off of this super successful year. I got incredibly sick and I was unable to work for nearly a year. Wow. Um, and it wasn't like, a, I think t- sometimes when I say that people are like, okay. And I'm like, no, listen to me, my tax return says that, you know what I mean? Like I, I did not work. I don't know how to emphasize enough to people like as a whole entire adult mother, woman, business owner, like I did not work for nearly a year, like nearly a year. That's a and, big deal. Uh, Cause it's, it's a huge In terms of deal. impacting your income, right? That's a huge deal. It, it changed it. Yes. It's a huge deal. And so, but when that happened, me getting sick, I realized sort of the way that I was running on the hamster wheel. I real, I like suddenly I became fully aware of like, like 
what I was doing and how was sort of like building this life to towards something that I didn't really want, but also because I was ill, like I couldn't get back into it. Like I couldn't mm-hmm. try to fix it with all of the tools that I would have fixed it with before. Cause my earning potential has always been high. I've always had really good fortune with respect to my company and just different jobs that I've had. And so I always believed that I could out earn the stupidity of not learning actually how to manage my money, or I could out earn my mistakes. Mm-hmm. But when I couldn't work for a year, it was the first time that I could couldn't out earn my mistakes. I had to sit in them and figure out what I had, what had gone wrong, what I had done and like fully accept responsibility from a different place. Because I think the first time I accepted responsibility from the place of like, yeah, I own this. Like I took out this debt, like this belongs to me, but because I had so much belief in my earning potential. It was like, but you know, it's not that big of a deal because I'm going to make so much money and this will be like, not a real problem. Mm -hmm. But getting sick, it was like, no, this has always been a problem. This has always been a big deal. And you have been shoving this issue down for quite some time. And you've been using that high income to distract yourself. And now when you have little to nothing, but nothing for a short period of time, and I, and I don't mean nothing in like a judgmental way. I just as a statement of fact, I did not have any money or anything. <laughs> um, you know, when when you have nothing, you have to realize like what you were doing. And so those two things happened. And I just was like, OK, it's it's not the principles. The principles work. I felt them work. I felt the shift. Mm-hmm. So it's not the principles. It's not my income. It's me like it, it is me. It, there's something going on and I have to sift that out. And so. Those are really the things that sort of launched me into this space of being super transparent, which at the time, I don't think that was my intention. I wasn't like, oh, let me be super transparent. At the time, I was like, these are your financial weaknesses. How can you overcome them? These are your strengths. How can you use these to overcome your financial weaknesses? Because you can't use your income. Mm -hmm. So you have to, you know, use that like internal gifting that we have. And, um, And that sort of started everything with the first video of me being like, (laughs) this is how I fell back into debt. (laughs) And I'm going to link your channel in the show notes so that, you know, the folks who are listening or watching who want to check out your story on your journey can come follow you. Um, But so Stacey, I wanted to ask you, how much debt are we talking about that you're working on paying off now? Um, So at the recording of this video, it's about $183,000. When I started the journey back in October, it was 200 and it was over $208,000. Wow. So you've paid off, um, in the last nine months? See, no, I haven't paid it off. I I will say, so there's two things. So when I think of paid off, I think of me physically transferring dollars from my earnings to those debts. What has happened in the last 18 months is I have taken a long, hard look at my finances and I've begun to pay attention to them and honor them in such a way that many things have happened. Some things have happened where I was just debt was forgiven and there was a huge chunk that was forgiven. Um, My car was repossessed in that time. And in my car being repossessed, it was sold in an auction. The auction Uh, difference between my loan and the auction amount that reduced it. So I would not count that as I paid it off. And I'm Mm -hmm. using air quotes because you guys will be able to see that on the video. (laughs) But I will say that I believe that me putting the intention around focusing on my finances and really looking at them is a part of the reason why in such a short window, that amount was able to be forgiven or exchanged or transferred out in the way that it was transferred out. So a significant drop, but for the purposes of people listening, there has not been out of my income that amount paid off, okay, but, but that you, amount has been okay. Has so, shifted. So basically, the debt has been reduced, 
And yes. based on, you know, the different things you just explained, but then you're working on increasing your income to be able to pay down the debt. And yes. there was, you know, you just said something that I think I just want to go over again because it's really important. And you talked uh-huh. about how um, before you kind of got to this place, you were telling yourself that you could out earn the bad just bad decisions or, you know, oh, yeah. the debt and all that kind of stuff. And that's something that happens so commonly. Um, you know, unfortunately, a lot of people don't prioritize paying off their debt because they're earning money and they're able to make those minimum payments. And it's not a big deal because if you keep making money, you can keep making the payments. And yep. sometimes it takes a financial crisis or a financial disaster or, you know, unfortunately, um, something that happens to shake you, right? And in your case, Absolutely. it was your health and not being able to earn that income that was like, oh my God, wait, I have to take a closer look at this. And, you know, one of the things I like to tell people is you always want to make sure that you're preparing your finances so that if something does happen, you know, you don't feel completely devastated. And so, but also the flip side of that is that you have to go through experiences, right? To learn Mm -hmm. the lessons, to, you know, check, to get yourself checked essentially so that you know what you need to do going forward so that this never happens again, right? So let's say you decide you're not working for a year or you can't work for a year. You're doing, you're you're laying the groundwork now to get your finances to a place where, you know, it won't be devastating Mm -hmm. if that happens. So let me, let me ask you this. Given now that you're in the early stages of building a business, right? You're earning a small, a smaller income right now. You're trying to increase your earnings. How are you managing living your life you know, day to day and making those debt payments, knowing that you have a long, long journey ahead of you to pay mm-hmm. off this debt. Right. So how are you planning your day to day? Yeah. So my biggest management tool is just perspective. So I keep everything in perspective by checking in month to month. And that's something that you'll see on my YouTube videos. And a lot of people who will join my journey, like in this month or two months or three months back, they're like, what are you doing? You need to be doing this right now. And it's like, no, no, no. But you don't have the whole perspective because the whole perspective is just six months ago, I did not have any income. So I am proud that I have this thousand dollar income just six months ago. I had $1,000 income and now I'm proud that my company has produced $1,500 of income. You see what I'm saying? So Mm -hmm. I have a very, very, very clear perspective on where I'm at. And there was a book that I was reading and it talked about, um, you know, write your birthday and then draw a line and then um, write some other, like leave, like write some other date or leave it like further certain in the future. And then somewhere on that line, make a mark of where you think you are. And so like when I did that exercise, I was like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm very much at the beginning of this mark. And so as long as I'm keeping that in perspective, it allows me to be able to make decisions that are right for me. So I think that that's a number one thing is that I maintain a very clear perspective. I think the second thing is that I have a plan. Like my plan is the Dave Ramsey Financial Peace University. And I did a video where, cause so many people are like, how do I budget? How do I budget? How do I budget? And I'm like, the reason that it, that you guys are finding inspiration and success with me is because you guys are watching me walk my plan out. I am not Mm -hmm. shooting in the dark. I am not wishing. I am not hoping. I am following a plan. And so in the video where I'm talking about how do you start budgeting for budgeting for beginners, I talk about you need to pick a budgeting philosophy. You need to pick a budgeting plan because everybody's plan is different. Everybody's budgeting philosophy, there's a core to it, there are principles, and there's a philosophy that they are going to use to underline every single activity that you have. And so 
And the Dave Ramsey plan, he's like, do a zero-based budget every single month before the month begins. You guys watch me do that. He also says, this is the order that you pay your debt off in. He says, this is how, these are the seven baby steps. And I literally walk that plan out every single day and then on or every single month. And then on like the daily weekly basis, like I have goals and I set goals and intentions for myself on a weekly, semi-daily, weekly basis. And I think that those three things, first maintaining very clear perspective, because you, if you don't have perspective on what you're doing, mm-hmm. you will be devastated within the first month, right? Like I need to hold the weight of the reality of nearly being a quarter of a million dollars worth in debt but I also need to hold the weight and the reality of, you know what, Stacey, if you're dead, it doesn't matter how heavy that is because <laughs> you can't do anything about it. Yeah. So let's stay alive, right? Like that keeps the, the perspective in, like that keeps me, my shoulders high. That keeps my head high because I'm like, all right, yes, this is heavy, but there that you have to carry this in a certain way because your death does nothing for this debt. Mm-hmm. And then the second thing is like the plan is like, all right, when you get distracted, when you get overwhelmed, remember the plan. But the goals and the intention, that's what keeps me energized. Like that's what gives me the momentum. That's what gives me the enthusiasm. Because like when I hit my smaller intentions, when I hit my smaller goals, I'm like, yes. So like, <laughs> you know, when I if you watch the very first video, when I'm like, this is my debt story, this is my money story, the first money that I earned earned in 2017, I participated in a study, like a, like a medical study. So I could earn a lump sum of money. Like that was my foot back in the door. So when I got a part-time job, I celebrated that. Like it was my dream job because now I don't have to participate in studies. I don't have to literally use my body as a form of being like a lab rat in order to earn. Now I'm shifting into the space of using my mind again. Right. Mm -hmm. And then once I got my part-time income, that was a celebration. Once I started paying my own rent, that was a celebration. Once I got medical insurance, I was like, that is a celebration. (laughs) So I literally like week to week, I have these, these, what most people would like brush off or laugh off celebrations. But for me, given that I couldn't do anything a year ago, I'm like, oh yeah, let's, bring out the fine china and let's sell this. And so that's 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 how I keep that's how I keep going. That's how I stay motivated. That's how, you know, daily, weekly, like I sit, stay on this course. And then also documenting the process helps a lot too. <laughs> so there's a couple of things that you said that I really loved and um, you talked about number one, finding a philosophy that works for you. I think a lot of people make the mistake of trying one thing um, and they don't like it or it doesn't suit their lifestyle. And they're like, oh, I'm just bad with money. Um, and, you know, that's a completely wrong mindset, right? So you're right. working with the Dave Ramsey financial piece and Dave, Dave Ramsey has an incredible platform. And there might be people who have tried it and love it or people who have tried it and feel like, oh, this is not working for me. But then they automatically assume that is, you know, I'm not meant to be good with money. But I like that you said pick a philosophy and you're showing right. people the philosophy that's working for you. And so mm-hmm. the challenge for anyone who's watching this or listening to this is if you've tried something that doesn't work, find something else to try. Find, find something else. Keep trying right. something until you find something that resonates with you that, you know, that works well for you. And I also love that you talk about perspective. And I think that stepping back and looking at the big picture and giving yourself perspective and also understanding your why is part of what's going to, you know, when you're having those days, you're like, oh my God, like you said, you have, you've had almost a quarter million dollars in debt. What do I do? Why am I here? How can I do this? Your, you know, that perspective, that why is going to help you Mm -hmm. get yourself in check. 
And then the last thing you talked about was celebrating, right? And I'm a huge fan of celebrating the small wins. You know, I did a podcast episode where I talked about driving all the way to a bank when I was trying to save money to deposit a dollar and depositing that dollar was a win for me. And I think people take for granted the small things they're able to accomplish because they forget that, you know, progress plus progress plus progress is equals to a big deal. And so you went from not being able to work at all to being yeah. able to earn some money, even though you're doing medical testing, to be able to earn part-time money, to be able to earn money in your business, to be able to pay your rent, to be able to have medical insurance. That's a huge, like, when you look at that in aggregate, that's a huge mm-hmm. deal. Why wouldn't you celebrate that? Most people don't. Most people don't. Most people say, well, I should be here anyway. It's like, but you're not. So whatever life skill you're lacking that's preventing you from getting there, when you mm-hmm. get there, you need to pause and, and, and acknowledge that you just picked up a lifestyle and a, a life skill. And I think so many of us, like we should all over ourselves, like, you know, I'm a woman, I should be this, I'm a mom, I'm a this, I'm a boss. So I'm many a, standards. Like, we should all over ourselves. And the fact of the matter is, is that you just have to take a look at yourself and say, but this is where I'm at. Mm-hmm. And any movement forward is forward movement and that will be counted. (laughs) They don't have to count it. And trust me, there are many people who don't count it, but I'm going to count it because I'm the only one who can execute on this journey. No one can come in and execute on this journey. And for me, it's like, if I didn't celebrate those small wins, if I didn't have a way of like peering into Stacey, but you, but you are winning, you are moving, you are doing, Mm -hmm. you are growing. If I didn't have a way to look into that, this wouldn't work for me. Yeah. Like period. It, just, it it's too overwhelming. It's I mean, it's it's literally it's too overwhelming. It's too hard to manage and especially coming from the circumstance that I just came out of like mentally, like it takes a lot of uh, m- managing finances. Like there's some mental toughness that goes with that and it just would be mm-hmm. entirely too much, but those small celebrations it's like I mean, that would be the same for anybody. I think the people who struggle with accomplishing their financial goals is because they're not taking into consideration how far they've come and mm-hmm. they're letting every setback, you know, be the stamp in the in the ground that you mm-hmm. have failed, right? Yep. And the truth is that everybody has a past. Everybody has made mistakes, but then your past is your past is your past. You can't change it. What yep. you can change is the step you take in the next minute, in the next hour, in the next month. And Mm -hmm. that's where your focus should be on. And, you know, so that's why I'm also really big on forgiveness. You know, I Mm -hmm. I tell people all the time, you want to forgive yourself for the things that are holding you hostage in your past, especially Mm -hmm. around your finances, even if it's other people that caused you to be in that space, right? Let it go and then take the lessons that you learned, all the things that you did you didn't like, all the things that you know you shouldn't have done. Take all that, package it, and use that to make your steps going forward with intention. Um, Stacey, I forgot to ask you, do you mind sharing what your debt consists of? Yeah, absolutely. So the bulk of my debt is student loans. So I have mm-hmm. my undergraduate degree in law from a private university. And then my, I was about to say my bachelor's, but that's the same thing. My master's <laughs> degree um, in human resources from a private university. Um, so the bulk of it, probably like, I would say 70% of it is student loans. Then the other parts of it are back taxes from that winning year that I told you about. Um, back taxes. Um, I have like collections. Uh, the other part of my story is like during that winning year, I also experienced like a family crisis and I ended up taking care of my entire family who moved into my home. Wow. And so 
with me taking care of my siblings, my nieces and my parents and all of them living into my home, like utility bills went into collections and, you know, some of the all the things that are associated with maintaining a home and then you not suddenly paying all of those went into collections. Um, my car note that went into collections. So I would say collections makes up maybe about the other 20 percent. So 70% student loans, 20% like collections or back taxes, and then the other 10% are just business debts from another company that I had that didn't work. And so there are debts that are associated with that. And then there's, so I have a PayPal credit. So I don't have an actual credit card, but I have a PayPal credit that I feel like it functions like a credit card. It's just not attached to a card. Mm -hmm. But if people are always like, oh, you don't have credit card debt. And I'm like, I think that PayPal credit is the credit card debt, even though there's not a card. I think it's would it's, be yeah, the it's definition a, it's of a, a credit it's a type card of debt. debt. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, so that would be the only credit card debt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, Stacey, I have to tell you, like looking at your face, you know, recording this podcast video with mm-hmm. you, um, and this is, you know, kind of not off of what we t- planned to discuss. But I talk to a lot of people every day, uh-huh. and just listening to you and looking at the passion in your face, and you know how you're talking about what you want to accomplish. I have no doubt you're going to pay this off. Um, I talk to a lot of people who struggle with the fact that they can succeed or the fact that they can pay off their debt and they don't even have nearly as much debt as you. And I can Mm -hmm. tell that you've done a lot of work on yourself, on your Mm -hmm. personal development, on your mindset to get you to this place where, like guys, if you could see Stacey's face now, you'll see her when I post this video on YouTube. But I can see the the like you're so resolved in your face that you're going okay. to get yourself out of this. And mm-hmm. you know, that alone, put aside how much you owe, that alone right. is the catalyst that's going to make you successful. And so to anyone who's listening to this, honestly, in the debt that you owe or wherever you are with your finances can be devastating, it can be painful. Mm-hmm. It can be upsetting, but unless you can get that resolve in your head, in your heart that, mm-hmm. you know, what, I'm going to do this no matter what, right. you're not going to do it. Like, it doesn't matter right. how many podcast videos Dave Ramsey financial piece you do. It doesn't matter. You're not going to do it because you haven't truly decided for yourself that you can do this. And even right. though you don't know all the answers, right, you know that every right. day you make progress, you're, you're, mm-hmm. you're getting answers in a small way. So you made $1,500. That's $1,500 you didn't have six, you know, a few months ago, but now you have it and now you know how to make it again and double it and continue making progress to, to getting you closer to your goal. So I just wanted to tell you that because I'm just, I'm watching (laughs) you and you know, I can just see it all over your face. So (laughs) yeah, yeah. A lot. And then the resolve, like for anybody who's listening and you're like, well, where do I get my resolve? Like you get your resolve from your why you Mm -hmm. need to figure out why you want to get out of the debt. And until you know why, like there's a quote that said, any man can endure any how once he's convicted about his why. And so Like I can endure the how, however long it takes, however many days, however, what food I have to eat. I can endure any how because I know why I'm doing this. And when I did it the first time, my why was so external. It was about my nieces. It was about my future husband. It was about my godchildren and my son. It was so Mm -hmm. externally focused. And that may have been one of among other reasons why I wavered in the end. Um, But what I found this time in establishing a why for myself, like I realized like for me, like it's just who I like, 
it's, it's who I am. Like it's who I want to be. I want to be able to serve the entire world. And I understand that my finances are limiting me from being able to do that. Like when someone is, is, is reaching out to me on the personal growth and development side of my company, and they are trusting me with some of their deepest, darkest, everything. And the only thing that's separating me from being able to serve them is my inability to pay my rent. That's, Mm -hmm. That's a distraction that I need to get a, get rid of because it's blocking a, an, a, an element of my purpose that I actually want to be able to live out. Like I actually want to be able to be myself every day. And myself every day is this person who's like open and serving and helping. And that doesn't mean that there's not a value exchange and people don't compensate me for my work. But I never want my worry about my rent or my son's education or my you know, debt to be the mental thing distracting me from holding space for for, for someone who's trusting me with mm-hmm. their deepest, darkest, everything. I don't want that. And what I found in the businesses that I built before, that that became a distraction. And then that began to inform decisions and that began to chip away at my vision. And I'm like, wait a minute, you got to handle this money thing because this vision that you have for your life and for what you've always dreamt of doing, it will be impossible without the clearing of this part. And once I came face to face with that, I said, oh, this is why you hit that pinnacle of success, but you couldn't enjoy it. This this is why it wasn't because of any anything else. It was because of you. You know, you can do better. You know that 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 this is not how you want to live your life. And so I say to anybody who's looking for resolve, like you have to figure out your why and your why may not be that you want to be yourself. Your why may be because you're in a situation that you don't want to be in. Your why may be because you're tired of eating something specific. Your why may be because you're tired of, you know, swiping your card and crossing your fingers at the same time. Like (laughs) it doesn't matter what your why is like, establish one and let that be the thing that starts to drive you. And then, and then you have mentioned something about like, you know, people will take the step back setbacks as confirmation that, yep, you know, I can't handle money. Mm -hmm. And to remove that from yourself, just take the posture of student. You know, every time I come on my YouTube channel, I have to remind people like, Hey, I'm a student. Cause people are like, you're not perfect yet. You made another mistake. And I'm like, yeah, I'm a don't you love the people who, who make those comments? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, you know what? My answer is I'm a student. Like, give yourself permission to be a student. If no one ever in your life sat you down and said, this is how you manage money. Guess what? You are a student. It doesn't matter how old you are. You could be 75 if you never got sat down and told face to face. This is how you handle money. This is how you earn it. This is how you save it. This is how you spend it. Mm -hmm. You are a student. Give yourself permission to be a student. And then that way, when setbacks happen, because they will happen, you will take them on the way a student takes on a setback and you will get back up and you will try the lesson again. You will try the task again. So it's like, get your resolve from your why and get your patience (laughs) and grace and forgiveness from yourself from the posture of being a student. Just be a student. And I mean, learning is amazing. It's, it's truly amazing. Even in the mistakes, you're going to learn something. So that would be my, my suggestion to those of you all out there listening and trying to find your resolve. It's, it's trapped in your why. And, mm-hmm. and your why, tell yourself the truth. Like, yep, be honest. Don't, don't make up a why that other people are going to love and be like, oh, I'm doing it because I want to build a school in Africa. That's wonderful if that's why you're doing it. <laughs> But if you're really doing it because you want to buy a Gucci belt with be, cash. Be honest about that. Yep. 
you got you have to be who you are. Like and I'm I'm hoping that through everything that I'm sharing, you know, on my channel and just in just various platforms that I'm showing people who I am because so many people disagree with like where I'm spending my money. But the disagreement yeah. is okay because this is who I am. You have to be who you are. And if the first lie you tell yourself is that you want to build a school in Africa and that's why you're trying to get out of debt, it's like you're going to get nowhere. You have to tell yourself the truth. I want to buy a Gucci belt. That is why I'm going to pay off my debt. <laughs> if that's who you are, be who you are. Be who you are. out there will be inspired by that, right? Like yeah. somebody out there is inspired simply because I want to be myself. Like yeah. people are inspired by that. That's enough. So yeah, we, we all have different. Let me. <laughs> bring it down bring it down <laughs> well we all have different motivators right you know right. everybody has a different motivator and I think people I did a video on this too it's like maybe three or four videos down now but people tie themselves to all kinds of useless standards that have nothing mm-hmm. to do with what they really want for themselves in their own lives and mm-hmm. by tying themselves to those standards they end up making mediocre effort towards goals that they don't care about and then they look at the grand scheme of everything they're doing and they're not yes. really making that much progress because they don't care the things that they care about they're not focusing on because they they worry about what people are going to think and you cannot do that to yourself honestly we have one life to live. We're here on this earth with this one life and you have to pursue what makes you happy and you can't care what people are thinking because Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, we all have different motivators. We all have different motivators. So you want to really accomplish something big. And I, I, I do feel, and I say that in the context that I do believe that, you know, most people have more debt that more depth than just wanting to buy a designer handbag or designer belt. Like I love designer handbags, right? But when, you, when I really think about the things, you know, when I really look at my why, right, it's bigger than a handbag, right? It's bigger than the Gucci belt. And it's okay to have those things, but you have more depth than what the world is telling you you should be doing. You know mm-hmm. in your heart, it's crossed your mind, it's fluttered in your brain at some point that, oh my God, this is a thing that if I did this, my dreams would come true. Mm-hmm. That's what you should focus on. Right. And you said something powerful. I never thought about it like that. But when you are chasing something you don't really want, mediocre efforts are the automatic result. Yeah. Like that's the automatic result. Like you cannot put forth 110% towards something you don't want. Like it defies like the natural law. Like, right? Like you're not like, why put 100% towards something you don't want? But if you actually wanted it, you would go from mediocre efforts to resolved. Yep. And that's, it just is what it is. That's what separates, you know, folks from from the masses. Like, Stacey, I yeah. completely see you. Like, <laughs> we're going to have another conversation. So let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. What are your goals like on the other side of your debt? Interestingly enough, I actually did a video about that. <laughs> so I think my my number one goal on the other side of my debt is to to not have the, um, and this is specific to Dave Ramsey. I don't want to have the Dave Ramsey shock where like people pay off all their debt and they're like, I don't know. I feel weird. I don't know what to do next because (laughs) what happens like, and I I have all this money now. I'm rich. (laughs) Exactly. Dave Ramsey's program is a radical debt elimination program. And sometimes I liken it to like people who go on the show, the biggest loser, right? Like you go on a Mm. show and you're in this extreme, um, circumstance for a period of time and you reach your goal. And then when you get to your goal, you go back to your real life and in your real life, you begin to put the weight back on. Right. Mm -hmm. And so what I, my most 
first immediate goal after paying off all my debt is I want to have healed my financial wounds and my emotional issues driving my financial behavior enough so that when I pay off my debt, I can feel it and I can celebrate it and I can enjoy it. And I don't have that, um, that, that, that like response of like, oh, well, let me go out and get a mortgage. That's the equivalent of the amount of debt that I paid off. You know, <laughs> let me go out and do something that looks like I'm making wise financial decisions, but I'm just recreating the thing that I just did. So that's my number one thing is that on the other side of this, I want to be financially competent. I don't want to just have financial peace. Like I want to be financially competent. I want to be full of self-worth as it relates to the worthiness that's tied to money. Um, I want to have healed those emotional wounds that just drove that behavior. That's the number one thing. Um, I think second to that, I really want to be in a position, you know, my son will be transitioning into his college years in the next two years. And so I want to be in the financial position to be able to support him in doing that, but not just support him from the perspective of like, here's the check for your tuition, but it's like, here's the check for your tuition. And these are the lessons that come with it. Because I think from my background, one of the things that I've learned, and I talked to my my friend, she is a first generation immigrant to the United States. And her father, he, or is she first generation? He was first, he came over, she's first born here. Sorry, mm-hmm. I think I confused that. But he came over from Nigeria, didn't have much, came to America, made a ton of money, treated them like princesses. But she has no financial uh, savviness or wherewithal because her father wanted to protect him, her from the burden that he felt trying to make it mm-hmm. for himself. Yeah. So all the skills that he acquired in making and maintaining money, he didn't transfer to his daughter because he wanted to protect her from the burden. So my next immediate goal is to figure out how do I transfer the money skills to my child without burdening him with the experiences that I had to endure in order to learn the lessons. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So I don't want him to struggle But the way that I learned how to succeed was through the struggle. So how do I teach him now without forcing him to go through faux struggles or simulated struggles? Like (laughs) I want to figure out how to transfer the knowledge that I've acquired and also the resources for that transition in his life to my child. That's my second most immediate thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And then uh, probably my third thing is just to continue to fulfill and live out my purpose on a, on a larger, grander scale. So the first thing is to just really step into my debt freedom and live my life, like in the lifestyle that I've built over the time that it's taken me to pay it off. Mm-hmm. Um, and then two, transfer those skills to my son, support him with resources. And then three, continue to live out my purpose. Like, yeah. I love it, Stacey. And I love the fact that you're thinking about your son too, because you no, know, he will have his own family and, you want yeah. him to be able to pass the lessons down. And I don't believe that you have to face struggle to understand value, right? I agree. You just have to be able to show him the importance of why this is valuable, right? How do mm-hmm. you tie in the lessons um, to show him that money is valuable and it can impact his life in many different ways, positively and negatively, depending on right. how much you know, what he attaches to that and how he manages it. But I think you're Mm going to be fine. (laughs) (laughs) This has been awesome, Stacey. I appreciate you coming on to share. I'm so glad. I just, I randomly saw your video. An hour? Oh my gosh. (laughs) No, we haven't been talking for an hour, but (laughs) we're good. Uh I randomly saw your video on YouTube. I'm like, this woman is so pretty. 
and she has short hair. I got to check out what she's talking about. And I clicked and you're beautiful inside and out. And I'm so glad we got to talk. So I'd love for you to share with everyone before you go, what is your clever girl superpower? (laughs) (laughs) I would say that my clever girl superpower is one that I just figured out recently. And I think it's the transparency. I think that I did not know that that was going to be the thing that would enable me to not only Mm -hmm. like fulfill my purpose in life, but also to acquire the financial skills that I would need to be able to finance my purpose. So that's keeping you accountable, like being transparent, like people are going to be on you. Stacey, where's your video? Have you? (laughs) They are like, even when they're not on me. When they're not on me, like I'm on myself because the videos help me because when I'm able to play it back and be like, oh, you did say that. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Okay, go do that now. Like I get to hear the things that I'm thinking about because I'm sharing it and, you know, documenting the process. So I would say that my clever girl superpower is transparency. And I think maintaining that personally and professionally is just going to be super, super dynamic moving forward. I love that. (laughs) I'm similar when I tell my friends I'm going to do something. If I don't do it, even if they don't hold me to it, I feel terrible about it. You know, and then I end up forcing myself to go figure out how to do it. So I can say, yeah, I met the deadline. And they'll be like, you know what? We didn't even ask you, but thanks for sharing the update. (laughs) (laughs) So Stacey, where can folks find you, keep in touch with you, come watch your videos. And I'm going to link everything below, but I'd love for you to share where folks can keep up with you. Yes, I am everywhere on social media at Stacy Flowers. So S-T-A-C-E-Y and then flowers like a bouquet of roses. Um, you can find me on YouTube, um, Instagram on Instagram is where I'm going to be sharing a lot more to do with like how finances are impacting my capsule wardrobe and clothing and just me sort of building out my business. I also have a podcast and there I talk more about the spiritual and financial side of the whole debt free journey. And then uh, my website is www.stacyflowers.com as well. Is your podcast linked on your website? Yes. What's your podcast called? The Stacy Flowers Podcast. Okay. And what yes. is <laughs> what's your business called? Stacy Flowers. Flowers. Yep. Awesome. I love it. So Stacy Flowers everything. Easy. And I'll link yes. to that below. This has been amazing. Thank you so much, Stacy. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's been my pleasure. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode with Stacey. She is such an amazing person and I cannot wait for her update on becoming debt-free. If you guys love this episode, please subscribe if you haven't already. You can subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and you can also watch videos and listen to episodes on the Clerical Finance YouTube channel. And be sure to tell all your friends about the podcast. I'll talk to you guys on the next episode and thank you so much for listening.